Welcome to 153 Great Podcasts, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Christian Menorah, and we have an interview uh, tonight. Uh, The person we're interviewing is Pastor David Forsyth from Wheeling, West Virginia. He's an apostolic faith minister, and I'll let David describe himself. Go ahead, David. Hello, Brother Dwight. I am uh, Paul David Forsythe. I go by David. I'm a pastor of nearly 30 years, and I pastor two works, one in Wheeling, West Virginia, and one across the Ohio River in Bridgeport, Ohio. I am bivocational. I also teach high school. I teach computer science uh, at a career and technology school uh, center in Pennsylvania. Uh, I have a degree in computer science and one in network administration, and I am an ordained minister uh, with the United Pentecostal Church International, Inc. So that's kind of what I am. I'm, uh, so, you're, uh, David, you're about how old? Are you 30 years old? I forget. How old are you now? 30? <laughs> brother, God help you, brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm 62 years old. Oh. I'm 62 years young. I should say young, 62 years young. And uh, now, I've been an apostolic all of my life. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm fourth-generation apostolic. Uh, I met you through technology. You were working uh, on Cisco routers, and I was doing the same at the same time. And uh, you've always been a technologist. Uh, one of the questions I had for you, I know that uh, everybody's scrambling to uh, webcast and uh, Facebook Live and YouTube, etc., uh, on the Internet during this uh you know, uh, social distancing thing that's going across our country. I wanted to ask you what you see in the future for for technology from your point of view. Since you're teaching technology today, I mean, wh- what do you see going forward and, and uh, how that's going to change here in the next couple of years? Well, uh, probably the greatest thing on the horizon is the, is the migration to the 5G uh, mobile network, and that's going to that's going to change just virtually everything in a sense that uh, our mobile devices are going to become more capable. And uh, I, I just never see the church going back to church as usual uh, again. I, I just think that we are now going to have to acknowledge the need to have a presence on social media. And um, speaking, that, that just, that, I'm, that, I'm glad you brought up 5G because uh, are we even going to have to buy internet service or are we just going to be able to create a hotspot with our 5G telephones or smartphones? Well, that's that's a very good question, and that does bring up a, a lot of, you know, situations. If you, if you have, uh, you know, let's just be very conservative and say we have 20 people in our church that have uh, cell phones and they're all hooked up to 5G and they're all uh, hotspots set up to be hotspots, uh, you know, what, what kind of problems is that going to cause? Uh, and is we going to have interference because of it? I mean, there's a lot of questions that have yet to be answered because when we get into this, uh, it's going to really uh, so. Uh, I guess what I'm some new the first thing I'm gathering experience. from you is, is you don't necessarily see people sitting side by side in pews in the future in, in church meetings, or do you? What, what's your thought on this? Well, I I, I think this. I, I I think that there there's always going to be a need to gather together. I think that's always going to be a need because the Bible says, "Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together." I, I don't, I don't ever see that going away. Okay, uh, because I think there's, there's just a, 
a certain spiritual dynamic that happens when you're in one mind in one accord in one place. There's something that that literally ignites in the spirit when when believers of like precious faith come together and lift up the name of Jesus together with one mind and one voice. There's just something that that shifts in in the spiritual world. I, I don't ever see that quote unquote going away. However, the assembling of ourselves together. Uh, could be broadly interpreted to mean uh, assembling uh, on on over social media or on Zoom or on on whatever with our brothers and sisters across the world. I mean, there's there's a lot of potential and new things that that uh, this will open up for us that I think is exciting and I think it's something we ought to look into. Uh, and I, I know knowing you and I know your involvement in some of these kinds of things across the world, uh, they open up a rich and, and wonderful opportunity to reach uh, the lost in nations where we may not be able to go physically. I mean, there's a lot of potential for this, but I just I just don't ever see our churches going away. Uh, however, uh, I do see the need that we reach out and evangelize via uh, social media, the internet, you know, Facebook, YouTube, whatever is available out there to us, because there are some people. And quite frankly, Brother Dwight, we've just not done a very good job. I mean, let's just face it. Let's just say it like it is and, and not pull any punches. We, we just haven't done a very good job outside of the walls of our church. Now, we do a wonderful job inside the walls. You get somebody in there for three times, and, man, we'll make a saying out of them. And uh, in most instances, we're, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we can show the power and the authority of God inside the walls. But, but for some reason, the enemy has convinced us that the same power and authority doesn't apply outside the walls of our church, which is a lie from the pit of hell. I mean, all power in heaven and earth is given unto him. And he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So what does he say? He's saying that the all-powerful one is going to walk with you everywhere you go. Um, and uh, let, me, uh, let me maybe back up a little bit here and ask uh, this question. I mean, in the short term, I know that you're, like everybody else, adapting to the reality of uh, social distancing here. I don't know if uh, your governor has mandated closing of uh, large meetings. I know they have done that here where I live. Uh, And what are you doing in the interim here with uh, your church? Well, uh, my lovely wife, who I've already mentioned, she's, uh, you know, two heads are better than one, uh, even if one head's a head of cabbage. So I feel like (laughs) cabbage head most of the time. Uh, My my wife is just gifted. Uh, She's a gifted teacher. She's anointed. Uh, she's been teaching the adult Bible class uh, to the delight of, of our members for a number of a number of months, yea, even going on years mm-hmm. at our church. Well, uh, we have uh, put set her up to do a live uh, streaming on uh, Sunday evenings uh, with her adult Bible class, and during that time, uh, people can log in or however they do it. Uh, uh, it's a very 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 cutting-edge class that she teaches. It's very interactive. She asks a lot of questions. She she waits in and is able to use that uncomfortable silence to get answers. And uh, and her class is very uh, 
used to responding to her in that fashion. Well, what we have done is that we have put that on the Internet and let them have their smartphones and they can they can respond and ask questions and she can respond back and call them by name. So is she doing it on yeah. Facebook or YouTube or what, what medium is she yeah, we are, We're doing that on our church Facebook page. Okay. On our, on our Gateway Apostolic Church Facebook page. Of course, all our members can log in and other folks and it's, it's quite interesting. The first one she did, uh, I have a stepsister who is estranged from God, uh, who lives in California and actually is, is quarantined over in California and can't even leave. Uh, and she's a medical uh, professional. And she was on there and had some good things to say uh, about listening to my wife. And she, again, uh, at this point is unchurched in her life, uh, but is listening to that. And I think that's the beauty and the power of this medium using it correctly. Uh, to to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think we just are not going to be able to get away with it, get away with not doing it any longer. Every church. Now, I personally do a little canned, pre-recorded thing that I do, uh, and uh, I do it for five or six minutes, try to do it once a week, uh, having some technical difficulties with my equipment, but we're working through it. And uh, I just, the people want to see their pastor. That's what they tell me. Pastor, we want to see you. We want to see your face. We want to hear your voice. We want to know you're okay. And that's very typical of sheep. And just like I want to hear the voice of Jesus Christ talking to me every day as I go to prayer, they want to hear the voice of their pastor. And it gives them comfort. And so that's what way, the way we are handling this at this time. Do you uh, plan on implementing uh, home uh, friendship groups or uh, care groups in the future? Or is that something you're thinking about? Or is there risks in, uh, involved in that? What's your thinking on it? Uh, it's, it's funny you should ask that question because God has, has uh, worked me over real good about that about, uh, oh my, about nine months ago now. And uh, I have been teaching and preaching uh, development of disciples to my church. And one of the ways that I've been talking about that is uh, inviting folks to your house uh, for a dinner, for, for just some kind of, uh, even if you just have snacks and, uh, you know, play a board game, just inviting folks, getting them into your house. The reason I say that and the reason I, I've been teaching that, because the Holy Ghost moved on me just quite strongly, that, that we need to be making disciples. Uh, it, it was really kind of interesting how it happened. I, uh, I have a pastor, a man who uh, uh, I respect, and I went to a number of years ago when I started pastoring. And I said, listen, I, I need somebody to be my pastor. And I asked him to be my pastor, and he agreed. And uh, he, he bought me a book. And uh, to be honest with you, this book laid on my desk for a number of months, yay, yay, maybe a year and a half. And uh, I, I literally... Uh, picked it up and started reading it at a specific time. I looked at it, walked, walked by it, it had laid there, and I hadn't touched it. And the Holy Ghost told me one day to pick it up. And when the Holy Ghost, when I picked it up and started reading it, 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 it just spoke to me so profoundly about this very topic, about making disciples, about having them in your home, uh, about developing a, a relationship with other people. And uh, I've been preaching and teaching on it for nine months up until this point, before this point. So do, uh, here, do you, the David, of the year, I started teaching. David, David, do you care to share the title and the author of that book? Yes, that's not a problem. It's Follow to Lead, The Journey of a Disciple Maker. Uh, Stan O. Gleason, Brother okay. Gleason, G-L-E-A-S-O-N. Okay. I'm sure people can Stan. pick it up on Amazon or maybe there's another website yes. they can go to. Yes. 
They can pick it up in a number of places. It's Word of Flame Press. It's at PentecostalPublishingHouse.com. Uh, you can pick that up over on Amazon or any one of those those places. It's a fantastic book, and I've just been reading it. As I read it, I taught the church, and uh, there's there's some there's so many interesting things about that. But let me just skip down and make this as, as succinct as possible. Uh, the reason you have people come to your house is you can control all the circumstances of your house. And one of the things that I teach our folks is to pray that there's peace in your home. Uh, work out things with your spouse. If you've got other family members, work it out. Pray together. Come together in prayer. Make sure that your house is a house of peace, that peace presides there, that it's palpable there, that it's felt there by you and the people that live there. Now, you may have to do some things. You may have to get rid of your blaring TV. You may have to get rid of certain books, certain magazines. You may have to get rid of certain music. You may have to do some things that the Holy Ghost would lead you to do that would allow peace to be in your home. And the reason I do that is that the greatest thing that will witness to the world isn't our, our holiness standard. It isn't anything but the peace of Jesus Christ that we have that the world can't understand. So if, if, you, said, if, you've got you know, a, if you've got a pit bull dog waiting at the door for your friends to come in, that might not be a good idea. That might not be a good idea. You probably want to pin that dog up out back or do something like that to, to, to make sure there's peace in your home. Just, I, I can't stress this enough, and I know it's kind of laughable what you said, but it's true, brother. You, we've got to make sure that our homes are a place of, of peace. And, and the reason for that is we don't notice it as much because we live in it every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are, we are so... We are so uh, what's the word I want to use, saturated with the peace of God, that we don't even realize it when we have it. But people that come in and sit in our homes, it is noticeable immediately. They know it immediately. Um, and Jesus said, go ahead. Well, I, go ahead. I'll let you finish, and i got a question. Jesus said. Jesus said this. He said, I have to go, because if I don't go, the comforter won't come, and, and you're going to need the comforter. But he said something else. He said, but my peace... I leave with you. He said, my peace I'm leaving with you. The world don't understand it, but that peace I'm leaving with you. So he didn't even trust us to be without his peace ever, even when he left. He left the peace here. Now, so that's part. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, in, in Pentecostalism, okay, uh, we're called Pentecostal because of the speaking in tongues experience, and that normally is imparted through the laying on of hands at a uh, church meeting where people are assembled together. Is there a way to accomplish this with technology as opposed to meeting side by side? I guess that would be my question. Well, let me, let me yes, there is a way to accomplish that. But, but let me make sure that I'm laying a good foundation for my answer. Okay. Uh, there, there are some times in the New Testament when it was impossible for the, for the apostles to get to a place where they needed to be. And one of the things that Paul did if we read, is that he anointed uh, handkerchiefs and aprons to be taken to people who were sick because he couldn't get there, he couldn't go there. Good point. So they anointed those, they took them, and God healed those people. Okay? Uh, probably the first record in the New Testament of social distancing. That's, that's probably it right there. Uh, but, but if Paul had to do that in it worked. Uh, I believe that, that we can speak a word of faith uh, through whatever medium, over social 
medium over Facebook, whatever, whatever medium. I think we can speak a word of faith because we we have to understand that things that limit us don't limit God. Okay, distance and time that limits us, uh, energy that limits us. you know, the sound of my voice is only can only be heard for so far. Then we have a public address system that can take it a little farther. But eventually you cannot hear me. But that's not the things that limit God. God's hand stretches uh, throughout all time and eternity. God's voice stretches throughout all time and eternity. And we got to believe that the infilling of his spirit uh, will stretch to wherever it needs to fall. And if we speak a word of faith... And if we if we believe that, then I just believe that God's going to show up, show off, and show out, as Brother Jeff Arnold says, anywhere that 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 we ask Him uh, to come. And that that brings me to another situation. Uh, we what we need to do as apostolics is that we have to make sure that we bring God into every situation. And let me explain what that means. Again, Brother Jeff Arnold calls it a power encounter, okay? If there's a spiritual stronghold in the world, and it might be COVID-19, our goal is to bring the power there through prayer, through fasting, uh, on this situation. God is a a God of, of such great love and such great care, and he's such a gentleman that he knocks before he enters. Uh, his word says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Uh, understand that there's no door that could keep him out if he wanted to get in. He, he'd kick it down. He's all-powerful. He could get in. But he chooses to knock. He said, If any man hear my voice and let me come in, I'm going to come in and sup with him. There's a whole nother reason for us to have house meetings. I'd like, uh, to, uh, I'd like, but, to, I'd like to raise a point uh, with you right now, if, you, okay. if I could. Um one of our neighbors, okay, is an elderly um, um, churchgoer, okay, and she's single. She's been uh, single for a number of years, and uh, she's been uh, laid off from her work, and she's not used to having all this time on her hands. And her main social outlet was going to church on Wednesdays and Sundays, meeting with various people, typically you know single women like herself. And uh, what we've noticed is that she's starving for fellowship now. So more frequent at our door, you know, wanting to talk, wanting to come over. Um, what's your what's your thinking about this, Pastor? Well, that's 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 such an awesome question because that leads right into what I was what I was thinking about. I I, I believe the church is on the precipice of the greatest harvest and revival we've ever seen, and I think part of what is going to drive that is what's happening right now, and you just described it, okay? It's people are coming to realize that social media isn't enough. We are animals of society. We're, we're societal. We, we thrive in interaction, personal interaction with people. That, that is why the church is going to be so powerful and is so powerful in this time and in the last days, because we're going to get back to that that social uh, type of, of ministry that happens by the by the laying on of hands, like you've already mentioned. And uh, people are going to be so, there, there is going, our president has talked about pent-up demand. And of course, he talks about that when he's speaking of the economy. I'm telling you, there's going to be pent-up demand for people to come together 
to worship God and in church. And you're seeing a lady that, that you just described what is happening all over this world. People are saying, you know what, I've got social media, but I'm, I'm, i got to stay home. I can't go out. I can't go interact with people. I can't do these things. My wife and I just took a walk together to get out in some sun and have some exercise because, you know, I'm, I'm teaching from home and, and uh, don't get a lot of exercise from my desk chair. And we went out and took a walk. And, and Brother Dwight, uh, I'm, we practiced social distancing to the max. Uh, we stayed away from folks. But people would walk within 15 feet of us and say hello. I'm in that park when there were there was people almost armpit to armpit, and they wouldn't look at you or speak to you. And and I say that because there's coming a, a, a change in this country. And uh, if you've got somebody like that that's galvanizing towards you, you know, and, and it's just one person, I, I just pray with them, and, and I, I practice every kind of safe thing that I could practice, but I, I would I would interact with them. I, I would talk to them, uh, even if it's across the across the uh, fence or you know uh, across a, a picnic table or something like that. I, I'd be I'd be as you know practice social distancing as much as possible, but I also try to do as much interaction. You know, those are the kind of folks that uh, we need we need to take. Uh, my my daughter calls it a a, a COVID nineteen cake, and what she does is she, she bakes a cake. This is what she does. She bakes a cake. She puts it on the doorstep. She then calls her neighbor and says it's there, and they can come out and get it. They don't even see her. That's, and, that's, uh, that's how Walmart delivers groceries now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they don't even see her. And, um, and, uh, but, but it's interaction. Okay. I want to break in with this situation here. Um, two different uh, meetings, two different uh, apostolic faith meetings. One guy in Louisiana refuses to stop holding meetings, 1,200 people in his congregation. He's been warned by the local policemen, the police department, the governor. They've, they've pleaded with him. They don't want to arrest him, but they've cited him six times, misdemeanors. And, uh, you know, he feels, you know, like a conscientious objector that that's his conviction, that, that he needs to have these meetings regardless of what the government says. Then on the other hand, down in Illinois, just south of my border here, uh, another group of people, Apostolic Faith, had a had a meeting where they were working on leadership, and a whole bunch of people from different churches came, and over 40 some people got infected with uh, COVID-19. What's your thinking about both of these situations? Well, I I think that God gives us clear direction in His Word always, and uh, in Matthew, the Scripture is that Jesus said, "I send you." as sheep out amongst the wolves. wolves. And he said, therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And uh, if there's ever a time in which the church is is in danger, uh, now is a dangerous time for a number of reasons. And and Jesus foresaw that danger when he said, you know, you're, I'm sending you as sheep out in the wolf fight. Okay, this is, you're, you're, you're walking right through, right through a, a pack of hungry, ravenous wolves, and, and I'm sending you there. I'm sending you. You're in my will. You're doing what I want you to do. But I need you to use some wisdom. Be wise as serpents. Now, what serpent, where the wisdom of the snake is, is he doesn't stick his and put himself in precarious situations, okay? He stays well hidden. He stays in the grass. He stays out of the way. And when the time's right, then he slithers out and crosses the road, or then he. Now some of them don't make it, and we've seen the, the destruction of those those uh, animals. But but in most instances, uh, 
snake is very wise, but also harmless as doves. The dove is known as a harmless creature. Nobody's afraid of a dove unless you're, you know, enamored with uh, a Hitchcock movie of years ago. <laughs> and I date myself, you know. But, but no, no, one really, no one really is afraid of a dove. I mean, they're not. And I think we have to use that kind of biblical uh, insight and direction of God. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to put myself in a place where I'm going to have my head cut off, okay, by, by making myself a target. And it, it concerns me that a man, no matter who he is, no matter what his conviction, would jeopardize himself, his family, and his friends and their friends by not listening to uh, a directive. This puts the, the only, I mean, where does God get the glory in this? I, I want to know. I mean, where does he get the glory? Uh, I think it's just giving notoriety to a man. And any time a man gets notoriety, it's not what God desires, because God specifically has said, no flesh of glory in my presence. I, I just I just really am concerned about anyone who would say this is a personal conviction, and bless God, you still have the beer joints open and Walmart open, and you need to leave the church open. Uh, some research uh, was done, actually by my daughter, about the Spanish flu. And uh, during that time, I think it was, what, 1912, 1913? Uh, 1918. Uh, 1918, we were trying to win a war and recover from a, a World War One, and, and Woodrow Wilson was president. And, and you know, and I heard uh, someone say, I think our president said, well, the, the government, nobody did anything during that time. Well, that's not true because uh, my daughter actually did some research and found uh, some documentation that apostolic churches closed their doors. I they see. voluntarily closed their, their houses of worship to allow this, this very contagious flu that killed many, many, many hundreds of thousands of people in the United States alone. I think it was, what, 12 or 13 million across the world yeah, uh, yeah, to allow this thing to run at court. 25 million, I think, died from Spanish flu. Um, Spanish flu. Yep, getting around to my... We need to do the same. Yeah, I'm getting around to my last question here for time's sake. So um, sure. I wanted to ask you what's going on in your community with all the other churches, other denominations, etc. Is anybody meeting? Is anybody talking? Is there a council? Uh, what's happening in your, your uh, Christian community there with pastors? Well, our, our apostolic churches, and, and again, I'm uh, you're probably aware of our situation here, that, that I am in contact with other organizations in this area, apostolic ministers, the uh, uh, ALJC, the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World, PAW, uh, some, even some uh, independent churches, and of course the UPCI. All of those churches have canceled their services and are doing uh, some kind of social media, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, some kind of, of broadcast to their church people. There's, I don't think, any church here that is having church services, even at Easter coming. Uh, they're, they're just not... Uh, they're just not doing it. They're, they're not going to have church services. Now, uh, some in the greater area, uh, I know of churches in, for say, Huntington, West Virginia, which is three hours south of us, uh, some of these people have had uh, uh, what they call parking lot crusades, uh, where they set up a, an outdoor uh, PA and the pa pastor preaches to uh, cars with people in it, and they roll the windows down, stay in their cars, stay away from other folks, and uh, 
and have that kind of a, ch- a church service. I've been some of that, <laughs> and, and it been, seems to have been successful. Uh, I know that there is a church that I know of uh, in our district that's going to uh, have uh, the communion service, and they have uh, a so wafer. Kind of like, kind of like a drive church. You can drive in movie uh, communion. Drive in movie communion. Well, they're they're actually going to let the people take it home, and they're going to have a live stream, and they're going to pray, and everyone's going to take the communion in their own home. Uh, oh, I was I kind of in, I was envisioning people sitting in their cars in a parking lot, and the wafer comes by, and the and the wine, and and uh, everybody tunes yeah. to one hundred one dot one on the radio to hear the to hear the the message yeah. to eat it, you know. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that concern. But this this church is just. Actually, going to have a bad side on the church porch, and people that are out uh, shopping can drive by and pick up their supply of of, uh, of juice and and uh, or wine and whatever whatever they're using. And yeah. drive in communion. I mean, people are driving through at uh, all the restaurants. Uh, my my wife yeah. wanted to stop at Popeye Chicken today, and we did the drive through. Yeah. You know, we did not go inside. In fact, you can't go inside. No, you can't. So, so well, brother, I hope that I've answered your questions. But if you, you have did. others, let's let's hear. Well, one one other thought I had is how long, or maybe this is my question in your in your mind, how long do you think this uh, social distancing and the inability to have a corporate meeting, how long do you think this is going to go on? In your opinion, uh, I imagine we'll be affected through the the half of the year. I, I imagine it won't be till July when the weather gets real warm and. And uh, this thing starts to abate a little bit. Uh, but as I told someone just recently, if you think this is the last pandemic that we're going to experience in this decade, uh, you're probably wrong. Uh, the, this is the, the last day reality. Uh, the Bible says that wars, rumors of world wars, there's going to be earthquakes in diverse places. There's also going to, also going to be pestilence and disease. This is part of the last days. And uh, the church is going to have to... Uh, be able to work through this. Uh, God has not called off the great go mission, uh, go in all the world. He hasn't called that off. He hasn't said, well, you know, that stops if you have a pandemic. He, he's not said that. He didn't say that, that there's any situation that's going to keep me or keep you from falling under that commandment. And uh, so we have to come up with ways uh, to change and to adapt to the, with this new methods. Our, our message is eternal. We, we don't have any trouble with the message. It's eternal. It's forever the same. But uh, we must move away from our old methods. And, uh, you know, God gave talents to the three men. And uh, I fear that, that because of our paradigm and tradition that some of us has taken our talent and buried it out in the backyard. And we need to go dig it up and uh, put it to use in the kingdom. And I think that's uh, preaching the gospel, uh, reaching for people, teaching people, reaching them through social media. I think that's a very, very important part that we have not used to its fullest potential. And I think that's going to be the biggest change that this is going to bring about. And uh, by the grace of God and through his wisdom and and through his will, the next time uh, something like this happens, we'll be much better prepared and uh, be be able to reap uh, a greater harvest than even what is happening now. On that note, I'll wind it up here. David, uh, Pastor David, I want to thank you for spending time uh, on the uh, Christian Menorah tonight. 
uh, interesting, yeah, very interesting uh, to hear your take on this. And uh, so I hope you'll stay in contact with me. And God bless you. I appreciate it. Say hi to your wife for me. I will, sir. Thank you for allowing me to express my views. Uh, and uh, love you very much and consider you a close friend. And, of course, I love Jesus Christ with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and just want to do his will and see the kingdom grow. Greet your family for me also. And uh, we love you very much. And God bless you with this endeavor uh, and uh, what you're doing for the kingdom, sir. You've been listening to 153greatpodcast.com, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Please subscribe, and better yet, help us by contributing. God bless you. Thank you.